Oral questions by members? Opposition House Leader. Uh, thank you, Mr. Speaker. Uh, I think we can all agree that BC's health care system is in crisis. And we recognize uh, National Nursing uh, Week uh, this week. And as we do so, uh, we also acknowledge that burnout of healthcare professionals, and in particular nurses, has reached a level uh, never seen before. In the gallery today, demanding action from the government include BC Nurses Union President Amon Graywall. And Amon recently said, and I quote, on a daily basis, nurses are facing an unmanageable number of patients who need care. And despite all of their very best efforts, they're watching their patients suffer. Nurses are burnt out. It's reached a point where many are telling us they just can't do it anymore, end quote. So my question to the Premier is this. Will the Premier tell the nurses in the gallery here today um, uh, what he is going to do to take action to address the concerns of, of these nurses and the dire situation which is unfolding in BC's hospitals? Minister of Health. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, Honourable Speaker, and I, I agree with the Honourable Member that nurses have done extraordinary work, not just in the last two years, but every day in our province supporting patients, often at their most difficult moments, and that these have been exceptional and difficult moments for our healthcare system, the public health emergency that is the COVID-19 pandemic, public health emergency, that is the overdose uh, public health emergency. Both of these have put, in particular, extraordinary pressure on nurses. And that's why you've seen the government take in the last number of weeks, uh, often in consultation with the BC Nurses Union, I think exceptional steps to address the need to have more nurses in our province. As, you'll, as the members on the other side and all members will know, BC historically has had some of the lowest rates of nursing in Canada per, per population. And we've changed, we've made some moves to change that significantly in the last number of years. We've led Canada in the recruitment of new LPNs. We're third in Canada of the 10 provinces in recruitment per capita new, of new registered nurses. We just added 602 nursing spaces, which is significant. We've added 299 net new surgical nursing positions since the beginning of the surgical renewal commitment. And of course, we've taken action to make it easier for internationally educated nurses to join our outstanding team of nurses in BC. These are all steps we're taking now to support nurses uh, both in the future and get the nurses we need for the, for the coming generations of people in BC. Opposition House Leader Supplemental. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Well, uh, there's no quibble from the official opposition, and I think British Columbia is generally, uh, uh, when the, the minister says that nurses have done extraordinary work, they really have. Uh, in every hospital and every healthcare setting across this province, and we are all ex uh, extremely grateful for the efforts of nurses. But nurses uh, don't deserve what's happening to them today. Uh, nurses uh, deserve action on burnout and, and workloads and there's uh, safety concerns. And, and nurses deserve action uh, from this government on the dire situation which is unfolding in our hospitals. Frankly, the efforts that the minister uh, just mentioned is simply not good enough. This is a two-term government and the results don't match the rhetoric especially with respect to our hospitals. Our system is in crisis. Tomorrow, there will be 250 nurses on the lawns of the legislature demanding action from this minister and this government. 
One nurse uh, recently described, and I quote, feelings of moral distress, panic, sobbing, making errors and knowing it's not only me. How many will leave because of burnout? Will it take a death or serious effect on a patient before things change? We need nurses and instead we're losing them every single day, end quote. So again, will the Premier stand up and tell the nurses in the gallery today when the NDP rhetoric on healthcare in our hospitals will be matched by action and results? Minister of Health. Well, uh, thank you, Honourable Speaker, and I think uh, uh, the member agrees with me that I would, I would note that with respect to LPNs, we were last in Canada per capita in 2017. We were below standard in terms of registered nurses, and this has an impact. So yes, significant steps have been increased, have been in place for now some time to increase the number of nurses, and clearly we need to do more. And that's why the government has taken the steps that I described uh, in the last number of weeks alone to significantly increase the number of nursing spaces in our province. Nurses contribute at every level. In primary care, we've, uh, as the members will know, doubled the number of nurse practitioners in BC. In primary, principally in primary care and all over the healthcare system, we were last in the country in 2017. We've doubled those numbers. We've increased the role of nurses in primary care networks between nurses and nurse practitioners, 450 new nurses in primary care. We were below standard in terms of uh, nursing and care in 85% of our care homes in 2017. Now we're above standard. I think all of these are significant changes and we're going to have to do more. We have to train more nurses and we have to support what's obviously an issue around attrition for nurses in our healthcare system, particularly after these extraordinary two years. Member for West Vancouver, Capilano. Uh, thank you, Mr. Speaker. Uh, well, apparently uh, what the minister is describing is just simply not working. Nurses are speaking out against this about this crisis happening under this NDP government. Adrienne Gear of the BC Nurses Union is here in the gallery today. She says, quote, one thing that we want the Premier to know is that nurses are exhausted. We are burnt out. We need you to step up and do something. We are done asking. We need you to listen and we need you to take full action to help us, end quote. So my question is, will the Premier speak to the nurses in the gallery and across the province and tell them what he is going to do to step up and do something? Minister of Health. Well, Honourable Speaker, um, we did and have described, and by the way, when we announced 604 new nursing spaces in BC, we were there with the BC Nurses Union. When we announced changes for internationally educated nurses, we were there with the BC Nurses Union. We're working with the BC Nurses Union every day, and they do an exceptional, exceptional work representing nurses in our province. So, of course, I'll be meeting today with representatives of the BC Nurses Union as we continue to work together to address what has been an extraordinary period in healthcare in BC. I think British Columbians can be proud of our public healthcare system, proud of how it's responded to COVID-19, proud of the work of health professionals and healthcare workers dealing with our, the other public health emergency, the overdose crisis, proud that we're no longer substandard in 85% of care homes in terms of staffing, proud 
that we no longer lay off women workers, but we give them rights in the workplace. Proud that we've added 600,600 workers in that sector through HCAP and other programs. But we obviously, we clearly need to do more. I meet with nurses on a regular basis. I hear from them. I hear their concerns about the quality of work, about the pressures of violence in the workplace, about the challenges they face. And we're going to continue to work with them to address those issues so that we not just, don't just recruit more new nurses, but that we, of course, every day support the ones that are working in BC. Member for West Vancouver Capilano, supplemental. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Uh, the minister's pride is not enough to make change. This crisis is hurting nurses and it's hurting patients. 82% of nurses say their mental health is suffering. 74% report that patient care has been compromised. This is what one nurse says, and I quote, I haven't worked days or evenings for over two months without being short-staffed. This is a crisis. We are all getting burnt out and corners are being cut. It's unsafe, end quote. So will the Premier get up and tell nurses here today what he is going to do to take action to fix this crisis? Minister of Health. Well, uh, Honourable Speaker, at every level, uh, we're investing in our health care system. I described specific act actions that were taken in consultation with the BC Nurses Union, and I know that one tends to ask the question regardless of what the answer is. But really, those, were sp those are specific responses now and in the future to support nurses, and we have to continue to do so. That means getting nurses the best facilities. That's why there are 16 major health capital projects. It means in long-term care, ensuring that people, that residents and nurses have the support they need to deliver the care that must be given in long-term care. That means increasing community nursing, which changed dramatically as a result of the pandemic, but also increased in terms of visits dramatically in 2018 and 2019 and 20. And of course, in acute care, where we feel the problems and nurses feel the problems that the member describes so passionately and so personally. We need to continue to take steps to both ensure that people, we have the staffing we need in our acute care hospitals and the supports we need for the staff that are working in those hospitals today. Leader of the third party. Thank you, Honourable Speaker. As we uh, recognize National Nursing Week, I think it's important to also recognize that in British Columbia, nurses here are facing some of the worst working conditions in the country. Staffing shortages put patients at risk and nurses face the emotional toil. Nurses are being denied personal protective equipment, and a 2021 report from the BC Nurses Union found that over two-thirds of nurses interviewed were thinking of leaving their profession in the next two years. They're leaving due to burnout, bad workplace conditions, and stagnant salaries. BC Nurses Union President Amon Greenwald has said that nurses are, quote, not allowed to share this reality openly. And the minister will deny that there's a gag order, but the reality is clear. Nurses are afraid of being reprimanded for speaking out about the state of healthcare and their working conditions. My question for you, Honourable Speaker, is to the Minister of Health. What is he doing to address the culture of fear within healthcare? Minister of Health. 
Uh, Honorable Speaker, all uh, health authorities, all health authorities have whistleblower protection rules as they should. All professionals in those health authorities have a duty to bring forward issues. They have a duty to, a professional duty to, one that they, they and we take very seriously. There's simply nothing in place that stops people from speaking out. And that's as it should be in a democratic society. I think our nurses in BC have very eloquent spokespeople. I think we'll hear them uh, this week. Very eloquent spokespeople who bring forward their issues all the time and represent nurses with passion and determination. BC can be very proud of its nurses and very proud of the BC Nurses Union. And we're going to continue to work, continue to work, because it's fundamental and important to me, something I worked on for many years to support people working in healthcare and their right to speak out. It's important to me that people have the right to do so. It's also very important to me that, the re that we recognize the value of the public health care system, the exceptional work done by that system by any standard, national or international, you want, you want to put forward over the last couple of years. And the credit for that is due to our nurses, our doctors, our health science professionals, our health care workers everywhere in BC. Do you the third party supplemental? Thank you, Honorable Speaker. And I think it's really important to recognize that a culture impacts the people that are working within that culture. And what I asked the minister about was the culture of fear that nurses and healthcare work workers have in terms of speaking openly about their working conditions. And I know that that is an experience that nurses and healthcare workers are having because they reach out to us and they speak about it. And so it's not the minister saying that people have a duty. It is the reality that there is a culture of fear. And my question to him was specifically about what is he going to do to address that culture of fear, particularly in light of the conditions that nurses are facing right now, stagnating wages, the cost of registration fees, the cost of parking, the cost of living. Nurses are being emotionally, mentally, sometimes physically abused at work. And 82% of BCNU members say that their mental health has worsened and that they feel unsupported. I'm going to ask the minister again through you, Honorable Speaker, what does he intend to do to address the culture of fear that exists for nurses not wanting to speak about their working conditions? Minister of Health. Well, Speaker, I think what um, nurses who uh, are never, in my experience, shy at expressing their views to me directly about their concerns with the public health care system, and they continue to do this, both when I visit facilities and when I meet with their representatives, and I would expect that to continue. We've just been through and are living through a pandemic that continues, where there are between, uh, uh, as of last Thursday, about 550 people in hospital with COVID-19, where we have a public health emergency that is the overdose crisis. I think the member would understand that typically, and prior to, certainly prior to 2017, we had lower than the Canadian average per capita number of nurses in BC. We were last in LPNs. 
and that that has a significant impact now when the pressure is on and we need supports. I think the reality has been extremely difficult for our health sciences professionals, our healthcare workers, our nurses, our doctors, everyone in healthcare. I think the reality has been extremely difficult. I think they have responded exceptionally well. And we are going to continue to support them, both with more resources, recruiting more nurses, making it easier for people to become nurses, creating more nursing spaces, allowing for people within the profession to, promote, to, uh, to seek new forms of education, including becoming new practitioners, nurse practitioners. I think those are extraordinary successes that nurses themselves have achieved. And we have to continue to do that work every day Thank you. to support them. And that will be what I will be continuing to do. And I think everyone involved in healthcare will be continuing to do. Member for Caribou Chilcotin. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. And with all due respect, I think we're hearing from all levels in this field that what the minister is doing here is not working. Mr. Speaker, nurses continue to speak out about the health care crisis, and I want to quote another one. Our system cannot keep operating like this. We can't care for that patient in chronic pain. We cannot comfort the daughter sitting by their dying father. We cannot hold the hand of a lonely patient who has just been told they have terminal cancer. When nurses cannot do their jobs, it doesn't just hurt the nurses, it hurts the patients." End quote. Mr. Speaker, this is a heartbreaking quote from another nurse in this province that is afraid to be named. Will the Minister of Health do his part and tell the nurses here today when he is going to do his job and fix this crisis so that they can do their jobs? Minister of Health. Honourable well, Speaker, there's no nurses in BC who don't recognize that we were dramatically under the Canadian average in terms of nursing in 2017. The facts are that in very challenging circumstances, I would say, including a, a two major public health emergencies, the nurses who are working in our system have done an exceptional job. We've added, and we're leading the country in the recruitment of new LPNs, leading the country in, uh, in uh, the recruitment of healthcare assistants. In many places in healthcare, we were operating below standard, and we've raised those standards, in particular in long-term care. And the member talks about not doing things. 602 new nursing spaces, changing and taking down the barriers, stopping internationally educated nurses to come and be members of the BCNU and join nurses in BC and providing great care in BC. I absolutely hear the voices and concerns of nurses all the time. They communicate with me and I talk to them and I hear the challenges that they've gone through in the last couple of years in particular, but really, throughout recent years in their careers. And we need to, as the member, I think, rightly says, do more to support them. That includes more in the workplace to ensure that they aren't uh, subject to violence, more in the workplace to support nurses. And that's what we're going to continue to work with the BCNU and other people in nursing to do. Member for Kamloops, North Thompson. Thank you, uh, Mr. Speaker. Well, the, the minister seems to, to want to point a finger everywhere uh, but in the mirror. The reality is under the NDP, health care spending has dropped to just 7.3% of GDP compared to 8.1% not that long ago. And it's important, Mr. Speaker, because the system is failing, and we're hearing that time and again today. Over the weekend, the emergency department in Clearwater was closed yet again. 
further impacting the emergency department in Kamloops. And so it's no surprise that the stories of crisis continue to be told at Royal Inland Hospital in Kamloops. Here's what an emergency room physician had to say about this weekend, and I quote, Yesterday evening, when the night shift came on, there were three ER nurses, only three, Mr. Speaker, coming on to the shift. Three. All 40 beds in the department were occupied. Another 40 patients were in the waiting room. It's so far from safe that it's hard to even remember what safe looks like. End quote, Mr. Speaker. Three ER nurses for 40 people needing critical help with 40 more waiting. And the minister keeps saying how proud he is of the healthcare system right now that he's in charge of. We're proud of the workers. We're not proud of this minister's outcome. When is the premier going to act so that nurses and patients finally get the support they actually need? Minister of Health. Honourable Speaker, uh, the actions, the exceptional actions that have taken place throughout our healthcare system over the last two years have resulted in some of the best outcomes in the world with respect to the COVID-19 pandemic. And that's the work of nurses, and the, the member is right to say they deserve credit. But, uh, Honourable Speaker, I have to say this, that when you look at what's happened with nursing in BC, and the member's office have talked about numbers of nurses, LPNs up 11.9%. Registered nurses, not my numbers, the college. Registered nurses up 15.1% from 2017 to 2020. Registered psychiatric nurses up 16%. Nurse practitioners up more than 100%. Those are the numbers, and that's what's happened. And is that sufficient? I don't think so. And that's why we're adding more nursing spaces. That's why we're making it easier for internationally educated nurses to come. Well, the members need to, do need to reflect, it seems to me, on the situation that we had in 2017, why that was the case. If the member is actually suggesting that the previous government invested adequately in healthcare, he is, he is sadly mistaken. How could it be? How could it be? How could it be that the, ma the vast majority of long-term care homes, and yes, thankfully we took action to correct this, Honourable Speaker, in advance of the pandemic. Thankfully. I'm talking about health care assistants and LPNs and registered nurses. 85% of care homes below standard. And the member is talking about that record? Yes, we took action to change that, and we're going to continue to take action to support nurses. Member for Kelowna Mission. Thank you so much, Honourable Speaker. Well, uh, we increased health spending every single year of government, and we had doubled it from 10 billion to 20 billion by 2017. And I find it disappointing that the minister responds to the stories that we're bringing from the nurses with empty statistics or with rhetoric, because nurses are facing severe staffing shortages and stress without help from this government. I heard from a 20-year OR nurse this weekend who said her co-workers at the hospital are severely stressed. And I quote, 
Emergency has one LPN for 54 patients. She's in tears. This place has completely fallen apart, end quote. Will the Premier act now to fix this system in crisis? Minister of Health. Honourable Speaker, when you add significant number of nurses every year, some specific actions taken, and because this is an extraordinary profession, when you do that, that's not empty. That's real. Those are people, and they matter if you are looking for care. They matter if you're looking for care. And I, I would say to the honourable member that I would say to the honourable member that on the very issue of LPNs, where you know last in Canada, we've made significant process, progress. We have to make we have to make more. We simply have to make more because the demands on nursing in acute care, in long-term care, in the community, continue to grow. Our need and support for nurses with an aging population will continue to be there. And that's why we've taken specific action, specific action, supported, by the way, by the BCNU, to increase nursing spaces. We took specific action to train surgical nurses when we engaged in the surgical renewal plan, a net increase of 299 surgical nurses, which may, not, may seem like a statistic, but it means a lot when you need surgery. It means a lot when you need surgery. We took specific action. Now, with the additional nurse practitioner positions at Thompson Rivers University, we're going to more than double the number of nurse practitioner positions, and we've more than doubled the number of nurse practitioners. So I think these are significant steps that have been taken. We absolutely have to do more, because the healthcare system has responded to extraordinary events with strength. But we need to help the healthcare system now, and that's precisely what these measures are intended to do. Member for Upcourton East. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Well, the minister is failing, and he knows it. Today, the head of the emergency department at East Kootenai Regional Hospital, Dr. Fraser Bowden, is speaking out about the crisis. He says, quote, I feel it is my duty to inform you of the incredibly dangerous, unsafe, and unacceptable conditions that currently exist in our hospital. Yesterday morning, there was literally not a single bed to see actual emergency patients. We had a patient with a gastrointestinal bleed that collapsed in the waiting room while waiting to be seen, end quote. Question, quite simply, when is the Premier going to wake up and take action? Minister of Health. Well, Honourable Speaker, it's been two years of taking extraordinary action, and I think it'll be two years continuing to take more extraordinary action to support our nurses in the system. These are, I think, I think everyone would acknowledge this, extraordinary times. And the response of the system in providing care to people has been exceptional. And there are real challenges facing the system, particularly on occasion in some regional hospitals. And the, minister, the member refers to East Kootenai in his question. I think our staff teams, under the circumstances, are doing exceptional work and that we have to continue to support them. And how do we do that? By recruiting more nurses, by adding, adding resources in emergency rooms as we have, as we have in Campbell's, as we had in many communities. We've just got to continue to do that work. We were, and all members of the House will acknowledge this, the statistics are just the statistics, undernursed as a population in 2017. And we've been taking action every year to improve that. And we need to continue to take that action. I'm glad to have the support of the honourable member when we do that.
Leader of the Official Opposition. Well, thank you very much. And while the Minister stands up day after day after day in this House, nurses are finding the courage to stand up and tell British Columbians the frustration, the anger, and the fear that they feel. Here's the fact. Nurses are being asked to do more with less every single day. They have said to this minister repeatedly that their physical and mental well-being is at risk. The one thing I will agree with, with that the minister said today is that clearly he and this premier need to do more. And he's had every opportunity to do it. He can continue to look in the rearview mirror, but this situation is on his watch. And let's be clear, nurses are frustrated, angry, and fearful. And when they have the courage to speak up, what they want to know is that this minister acknowledges the state of the system that they are forced to work in and sees see ongoing action by this minister. I would urge the minister to listen carefully to this nurse today, and I quote, we are burnt out. We are tired of witnessing the suffering that we are witnessing on a daily basis due to inappropriate staffing levels in all departments. We are fearful for our patients. We are fearful for ourselves, end quote. This is a two-term government, and they've made a lot of promises about health care, and they have failed to deliver on one of even the most basic promises. I'll be really interested to hear the minister's answer to this. He promised, and the Premier promised, that there would be a comprehensive health human resources strategy. And the last time we heard about that, it was going to be tabled in the fall. The minister should look at the calendar. It's May 2022. There is no plan. So he can stand in this chamber and talk about adding nurses. What we want to know, nurses want to know, British Columbians want to know, is where's the plan? What specific action will he take? to continue to add nurses to a system where people feel afraid, angry, and desperate. Minister of Health. Oh, well, thank you, Honourable Speaker. And I've taken the member uh, through the fact of the matter, which is that we were at the bottom of the list for nursing in 2017, that we've significantly added not just new nurses, net new nurses in that time net new nurses in that time, that we continue to take steps, specific steps, about a human resource plan, adding seats in post-secondary, 602 of them, that's a plan. Doubling the number of nurse practitioner spaces, that's the plan. Doubling the number of nurse practitioner, that's the plan. Adding through the HCAP program in the midst of that pandemic, members, more than 6,000 positions, members, let's that's hear the plan, answer. Honourable Speaker. These are specific actions taken, Honourable Speaker to address the health human resources, and they have had an impact, a real impact on the ground. And still, because of the circumstances we've all been going through together, Honourable Speaker, there has been, and the, the, there has been obviously, enormous challenges facing the healthcare system. So we've got to continue to take action. When the members come up question after question and say, what are you doing? We're adding nursing spaces. What are you doing? Making it easier for internationally educated nurses. What are you doing? Adding resources to emergency room. What are you doing? Members, adding resources to long-term care. What are you doing? Adding resources in the community. We're going to continue to do that and make the good
the bell and the caution period.